It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The briefing room is for anyone who wants to understand the perspective of law enforcement. It's an opportunity for us to talk about what cops are doing out on the street from day to day, why cops do what they do, and also to discuss where cops go out of bounds. When we're out on patrol, when we go to a call, when we make a traffic stop, it's not always about enforcement. What we're doing with the briefing room is we're trying to educate the public. It's not about a lecture. It's, you probably didn't know this is why the police are doing this. And hopefully we can provide the answers to our listeners. The briefing room launches January 27th, wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a Manchester United podcast where we can't particularly talk about Manchester United playing football games anymore. After the second game was postponed, Man United against Leeds has been confirmed by the Premier League following the Man United against Crystal Palace that was postponed, obviously as a mark of respect following the death of the Queen. Uh, and I, I'm not sure if you've noticed it uh, in the last few days, as soon as it's been absolutely, I suppose, everywhere. Uh, we're going to try and speak, well, we will speak about those two games being postponed, our thoughts and reaction and all of that. We'll speak about maybe the positives that could come from it in Manchester United, having a little bit of time for more injuries to sort of recover. Maybe Ronaldo can get a little bit more fitness into his legs. Martial can come back. We'll speak about that. We'll speak about Sharif. Last game of football now until City away. But Alex, Bow, Neil, good evening. Well, good evening. Good, good evening. Good evening. How are you all doing? We all chipper? Yeah, I mean, we just haven't got a plan really tonight. Have we? <laughs> We're going to wing it. <laughs> no football, a dead monarch, and that's literally all we've got to go on. So what, Sam sending through an agenda like 10 minutes before the pod is not winging it then? <laughs> that's what we normally <laughs> do. I like to keep you on your toes. <laughs> oh, that's because you're top, yeah. 
I'm pro player. I'm pro player. just said Leeds game. He's finished. Is that our agenda? Is that our agenda? It's off. Leeds game. Yeah, yeah Leeds game. I mean, I mean, it's off. It's, it's not happening. Not enough police. Do you I know mean, what? That's because they're all down in London arresting people with placards. But, but this is yeah, the thing yeah. for a, a game's at two o'clock. The game finishes at four. Okay, so they, okay, they get away at six. They're in London for nine o'clock. Yeah, but you know they've what is it the Brent, uh, the Brentford game? They pushed it two hours earlier. So the, the game on Sunday that I think is Brent, whoever Brentford are playing at Arsenal. Home, Arsenal yeah, that game was two o'clock originally. That's now been pushed to a twelve o'clock. So why couldn't they have just pushed the United Leeds game to twelve? No, I mean I was reading someone's tweet and saying for the Liverpool game because it's Category One. They had um, Merseyside Police, um, Great Manchester Police, and then I think they had police from Yorkshire and Wales come over as well. I mean, as you pointed in the chat earlier, the fact that we've got we haven't got enough policemen and police women yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is a is a separate topic. I genuinely, by the way, as well, the protest, the protest would have happened before Leeds, and oh, it yeah. would have been a big one. Well, and, uh, that, that that's been a, a stress on the police. Imagine well, we can still protest. There's no police. I mean, there's no game. No game. We're protesting. We, we can still police. Still protest. We're not going to show up and picket Madge's <laughs> funeral away, are we? <laughs> <laughs> now look, I I think there's more. If I look into these two games, I can I can understand a bit more logic as to why this one against Leeds has been postponed because the funeral, state funeral, is the next day, and it will probably be quite literally the the biggest event that there will be in the UK policing wise for a generation. So I understand that. But last weekend, the game against Palace, I thought that was just straight up. It was basically the government saying, you know what? It's not our responsibility. All of you, your institutions, whether you're like the FA, whether you're running golf, whether you're running rugby union, you make, it's up to you to decide. Golf went ahead. Um, rugby union went ahead. Cricket. Cricket went ahead. No hitches. It was it. I didn't. I didn't fucking understand that. For me, it was a bit strange. It was almost a bit virtue signalling rather than actually postponing for it, just as a mark of respect. And I don't know what you think about that. Well, the opera went ahead. They're very rowdy things. I've never been to an opera. Yeah, never. Very, very tasty outside. Yeah, so it doesn't make it well. It does, it does make sense in the context of you just reallocated a very scarce resource in the police force, essentially. And I imagine there's more goes into policing football than racing. For example, which did go ahead. There's more people involved. For example, I just think it's all a bit surreal, though. Like it's constant wall-to-wall coverage of this, and mm. like I'm not going to sit here and say that the Queen wasn't an obviously an important figure in in British life and British culture and everything like that. Obviously, she was ubiquitous. She's been on our money ever since we were born, and since our parents were born, you know, more or less within a few with a handful of years. Um, but, you know, they're, they're forcing other people to cancel funerals that they had planned on that day. They cancelled the, you know, the 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 hobby of millions of, of working class people in this country, largely working class, of being football fans. That some of those other sports, you know, obviously there's working class people who enjoy rugby and cricket, but they're, they're also a little bit more, um, you know, upper class sort, sort, of, sort of sports. So, you know, you've got these people who are expected to work their socks off to provide for their family under very difficult conditions in many cases and their their release at the end of the week's been taken away for them for, for, for two straight weeks whether they're match going fans whether they like to watch it with their dad at home whatever and i do think it's sad that that's happened two weeks running i mean i think i could live with one but two no, I, seems I, a lot i think the thing that annoyed me at the time was like how, 
well, it's okay for everyone to go into work on the Friday, but it's not all right for people to enjoy the sport on the weekend. Like it's like you pick and choose what a, what a mark of respect is or was. Uh, personally, I think football shit itself, because I don't think from a high level they trust the fans of the the biggest clubs. I think Liverpool particularly, their their, their fans are will always be vocal about being that would never have happened they would never have booed the minute silence or anything but whether whether they did or they didn't all eyes of the world for the 10 days obviously following last thursday are going to be on britain and something like that happening is just a massive kick in the teeth that they don't need and they think well why take the risk um and i think had they football kind of jumped to the um jumped the gun first they got there before cricket got there before golf and all the other sports that went ahead and it's like well just wait i mean was there such a need to make a decision so early on that friday morning the people who make decisions in this sport are always wrong everything they do is wrong you 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 sort of judge the the total consensus among football fans whether it's on twitter or whether it's in real life or whatever they always go against it so, you know, there's there's no there's no thought given to what the fans want. You know, there's there's absolutely no chance Liverpool, United, Leeds, any of these clubs would 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 be anything but completely respectful. You saw it at Old Trafford on Thursday night, the day it happened, or the day after, whenever it was. No, it was literally the day. Happened. The day it happened. Was, yeah. You know, th- there couldn't have been a more perfectly observed moment silence and a real tribute to to the Queen. I just think. Yeah, that... I, I I find it. I find it. <clears throat> the images. Bow's right. Effectively, the Premier League shat themselves and they did that from a brand perspective because even if you had that 99% that would have been perfect, it would have just taken that one arsehole to do an air horn or, or something. I think, and I think if you, if you consulted with fan groups at United saying, look, you know, we, this is a real challenge for us to get this game on. Yeah, can but, you, yeah, but can it you agree it's to, a far easier conversation just to cancel it all. If you're worried about the Glazer protest being a strain on police, you could you could have worked with fan groups and they could have said, listen, we're not going to do anything ahead of this Leeds game because, you know, we, we respect the fact that we want this game to go ahead or whatever. Like, there were there are roots around it. They just sit together and make decisions in, in silo. And, and they're always wrong. Look, right. We 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 made a pact here earlier when we were preparing the pod uh, this afternoon. We're like, right, we're not we're going to try and go through the whole pod and not mention the Queen. And then the Leeds game got cancelled. We're like, well, geez, well, we can't not now because it's not only affecting the week gone by; it's affecting the week coming ahead. And our next our next league game now is against City, right? And we have we had a banging bit of momentum there. Four wins in the on the spin. I could sort of overlook that Sussy Dad one. I think that was Ten Hag sort of testing the waters, saying, you know what. Let's see what the second lemon could do. If they deliver, sweet. If they don't, I've still got five games where I can make up for those losses because we're still going to top the group. We've got Sharif and Omanoya, man. I mean, seriously. Uh, he's learned his lesson. But what... Did, what Ericsson played again. <laughs> yeah. uh, mate, Ericsson, I see, he's not got a pacemaker. I'm convinced he's not got a pacemaker. He's, he's finally getting pacemakers. a rest. You think you think he's getting a rest and you'll check in. He'll be carrying the Queen's coffin like or something. <laughs> this guy never gets a rest, does he? No, Ericsson's going to play three games behind closed doors just for no reason. <laughs> Just constantly running. He ran, yeah, he ran the Great North Run the other day. <laughs> now he's volunteering he was, as a firefighter for a few. He days. was actually caddying for Rory McIlroy, wearing a mask as well in the PGA. Like, he's just everywhere. But yeah, um, Rory stuck breeze blocks in his bag just to, just to make it. Look, up. what what do you think about the momentum? Because I'm frustrated about the momentum. I think 
finally we got we're starting to sing from the same hymn sheet. Uh, Neil, do you think that there do you think there's any sort of positive you can take from the fact that we're well, not only are we getting these two games postponed, we've then got an international break. And I think our next league game's in the second of October. That's twenty one days. Sharif on Thursday is our last game for well, best part of three weeks. Is this break gonna in any way, shape or form you think help Man United going forward and Ten Hag and what he's trying to do? I don't think so. I mean, apart from injuries coming back, a bit more time for recovery. So Martial, for example. I don't really see how. I mean, we've already got we're already very, very congested. When do these when are these replayed then? I think looking at the calendar, I think there's like well, I was looking of... earlier. There's three midweeks free post January, but it depends on what happens uh, in the League Cup, FA Cup, mm. and how far you get. Uh, so I've no idea. There, um, winter breaks again in January or what after the World Cup? Mm. I don't think. So. I think it goes straight back Boxing Day is when football returns. I think. Do you know it might not hurt? You know, we this sort of September and October we talked about last week is ridiculously congested with fixtures it's crazy taking, taking a couple off the top and sticking them towards the end of the season might not be a bad thing yeah i mean it's but, gonna but, get condensed though isn't but, it? But like, if you mm. find someone like liverpool or city they're probably the more likely protagonists you go start going deep in the cups the amount of games are you how you even more than likely say united say to go i expect them to go far in the europa league so even if you you scam your way through you get easy draws in the other domestic cups you could be finding yourself with max, massive fixture pileups, playing yeah. three three games in a week. They have to extend the end of the season. That that seems to me the only option. I mean, that, that makes sense, sense, right? Whack two weeks on the end of the season. Let the, let the players get the rest they need because you know these players who are gonna. I mean, I think some of the, some of the clubs will. Some of the smaller clubs who don't have as many international players going to the World Cup might be quite pleased about this secretly. Because they're going to have a rest advantage at the end of the season. I think I think that's more important than this concept of momentum, which I think is a bit overrated. But I, I think for us, getting Martial fit, that just sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Six months ago, imagine saying that. But getting yeah. him fit could be a bit of a, a bit of a win for United. Mate, what did you? What did you? Um, I was going to talk about, but you mentioned his name there. What do you reckon about that interview that happened? A sort of, um, you're speaking about how he was being played uh, by Solskjaer when he was injured, and he sort of called it treachery. And the yeah. idea that that was that wasn't really portrayed to the media, and it was just sort of like left to sort of get his character assassinated. That's basically what he was coming out and saying. He was fuming at Mourinho for giving away his number nine shirt. Came back to the dressing room and it was number eleven on it. Said he was massively disrespected. Is this just um, sort of Martial getting? Is he just covering himself here? Because towards the end of it, he was saying, "Look, you know what? I lack consistency." Yeah, I I I I sort of admit that. He was speaking about how Cavani's capable of coming in and giving sort of 3,000% in every game, no matter how many minutes he's playing. But I'm not. I'm someone who sort of has to be played every week and sort of warmed up. Um, what did you make of the interview? Is, do you think it's something that he's, I don't know, he just wants to get it all off his chest, start again with a sort of clean slate, or is he just is he trying to put the needle in somewhere? I liked it. I thought it was honest and refreshing. I think he sounds determined. I think he sounds like he's, you know, got some got some respect back within the club that he that he perhaps had lost and among the fan base. And I think, you know, that makes a ton of sense because I think we, we've been talking about it in, you know, during his run of poor form, I think before he got, before he got loaned, that he didn't look like the same player physically, didn't look as strong or as quick or as powerful. I think in the preseason and those couple of cameos he's had so far this season, he's looked like he's got that back. So I liked it. I, I, I liked that he came out and, and, and stood up for himself and, and gave us a bit of an insight into how he was, how he was, 
feeling or how he perceived that he had been treated. Uh, Bao, do you think that, uh, do you reckon Ten Hag is going to see it that way? Or do you reckon Ten Hag is going to see that as sort of like, hmm, and obviously there's nothing at Ten Hag here. This is all previous administration. But is he going to appreciate a player like of, of his, who's his manager? He's his, he's his manager now, sort of coming out and saying that in public. I don't think he'll read too much into it in the sense that he, he was the one who wanted to keep him. And so he openly come out and said he's going to stay. Um, and I think given the resources available to him, I think he knows personally that that's his best option of uh, a number nine currently within the squad. Because watching Ronaldo again last Thursday, it's like... Painful. It's, it's, yeah. It seems like it's like just relying on crosses coming into his head. Um, other than that, you you saw the massive fall off from Sunday, just in the general play and the general movement up front. It was like yeah. an unrecognisable team. Yeah, the changes didn't help, but in regards to Martial, I think everybody deserves a clean slate under the manager and he'll be, he'll be given a chance. Um, and this is definitely his last chance saloon now. Take it or you're, or you're, or you're gone. Yeah, what about you, Neil? I, I, I think I kind of, I think I agree with Alex about, I liked it. I think that on the surface, I liked it. I, I don't think it was sort of um, overly shady. I don't think he was sort of like trying to like twist the knife in too much. I think he was trying to, he was trying to defend himself a little bit without kind of throwing the club under the bus too much. Well, I mean, consider the fact he might just be telling the truth, and it all makes sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, the evidence would suggest it is true. He was really good. He had that season when he got was it twenty one goals. Their first season, got like 19, I think. And oh, no, yeah, 2019 he was playing in the front three with Rashford and um, Voldemort, basically. Yeah. There was, he was absolutely superb. And then he was, he just lost his place and he wasn't very good for quite a long time. And now he's good. And so it does kind of, and that's, it's, it's quite nice to write your own reviews, isn't it? I, think, <laughs> I, do, I, I do think the thing is, though, as you sort of said, what does the manager think? Because he's not the sort of manager it looks like that wants people to sort of speak out of school. You know, the leaks have shut down. It is a bit more of a closed shop. That probably, I imagine he would frown upon that a little bit. Who actually gave, I've not seen the interview, but who actually gave the interview? I don't know. I think it came from like France France football. So I don't think it was a, a UK publication. Actually Classic gave case of a, a football player going home and started gobbing off to the media then potentially. Reeks of Paul Bobber. But no, I mean, like from, from everything I've read about, so I've not seen the interview, everything I've read about everything you said, it just kind of tallies, doesn't it, with his actual form? It does tell him, man. Like, I, I, I genuinely hope that he comes back and he absolutely stonks it. Yeah, I really, really do. But he has looked good. He looked really good in preseason. He looked when he when he came on for the other day. It's was it Liverpool? Yeah, it was Liverpool. We basically when Langer went off, we just it just absolutely revived. It was a massive, massive step up on a Langer, and uh, we just looked completely revitalised. We have much better movement. It's more direct. It's got more end. He he's obviously a good player. We spent a lot of money on a. Well, a toddler ultimately wouldn't that much to go on. He's obviously a talented player. Just so, a yeah, 50, long way 50 million, fifty million pound toddler. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, look, uh, we we haven't spoken since the uh, Sociedad game, have we? So we haven't had the opportunity to speak about Ronaldo. Yeah, he was bad, wasn't he? Are, are we? Are, am I going? Say? People keep fucking accusing me of having an agenda against him. But well, it's, it's only an agenda if you think if you repeat something. It's, 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 what do you mean? What's the A? What's the agenda? 
Are these people match-going fans who say this, no, it, Sam? No, it's, it's not the concept of a match-going fan. It's it's that split which I'm now finding of... Um, I mean, everyone talks about Martial FC and like, you know, people support players sometimes more than they support the clubs they're playing for. Mm -hmm. And with the Ronaldo situation, it was very much that. And mate, he was so bad. I mean, you can only, you've got to go with what you can see, haven't you? I mean, you've anyone watched the game? Is it a fitness thing? He looked, he was, he was absolutely blowing. If that sort of cameo he came on the game before, he was absolutely blowing by the end of it. And he was only on what, 10, 15 minutes at the end? Yeah. He really was. I mean, he's not, everyone talks about his lack of pace, but there's a difference between uh, sort of being able to, you know, physically fit and he looks absolutely ripped still, but then be able to sort of run at pace for 90 minutes is a whole other thing. And he doesn't um, look, he doesn't look like he wants to. I might, look, if you're talking about things that might be seen as a positive from this, maybe we can see Cristiano Ronaldo getting a couple of weeks more like pre-season weeks effectively under his belt and he can cut, but actually no, fuck, it's the international break. I'm guessing he's playing with Portugal. Mm. I think, I think he's just 37 years old, lads. And, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's there's a few things he can still do, but his expectations of himself are, are so high. He still expects that, that everybody in the team should be catering to him. And the, rea the reality is the only strength he has these days is sort of his aerial ability and his sort of desire to get on the end of, end of crosses because he's not... I, 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 mate, I think you've kind of touched on it there that... If, Basically, his body's 37, but his mentality is, is nowhere near that age. And there's going to be a bit of a mismatch between those two. So he won't be happy being on the bench, even though he knows I can't fucking actually play a full 90. He wants to because he's got that mentality. It must be yeah, hard. Like, I mean, like, for, you know, psychologically, you've been the best player in the world, one of two, depending on who you speak to, for that long. This kind of, this sort of sense of mortality, which for most of us, we sort of have it when we hit our sort of mid to late 20s, you know, but for him, like just to be so venerated and so beyond every everything else in his space, to suddenly find out he's as he's as fallible and as mortal as the next man, must you're falling from a much much greater height than your average human being. So he yeah. must. Be I don't think he's. Way. I don't think he's finished yet. But it's a bit like a boxer that's taking a few ill-advised fights towards the end of their career. Do you know what I mean? Like that's mm. how it feels. David Hay. If you went to if you went to sporting, and played. Group, group stage Champions League matches and played in Portugal I'm convinced he'd still be banging in goals and I think that's the best thing he, that he could possibly do for his career mm, I agree I mean th th that's not a question with him but the fact is in this team you have to be more than just a goal scorer in the way the manager wants to play and in the vast majority of the top teams now you, you're not just no team will allow you to just goal hang and effectively score I mean, effectively, you can argue, like, for example, Liverpool, is Salah, Salah missing Mane's presence in the team? Because of no, he's, hard no, work. He's, no, he's just signed a new contract. They don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, it's still, still early days, um, but what I'm seeing of them, he, he, he looks like a totally different player. But fuck them anyway. Um, couldn't happen to a happy, couldn't happen to a better team. Um, but... Yeah, I just think you got you got to realize the centre after you're coming up against they're all 10, 15 years younger in their prime physically. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, it's not it's not just that, right? I keep saying that the Premier League every single like back in back in the day, five, ten years ago, you could probably have a little bit of pod around your belly, and you could probably be still banging goals in the Premier League and still be a very good footballer. Mm. 
now everybody is such a ridiculous athlete from mm. your left back to your central midfielder to your winger you have to be at your absolute best and elite to compete with that speed mm. it's ridiculous yeah. I, remember, I remember watching the united arsenal game a couple of weeks ago thinking fucking hell the pace of this game is insane yeah if you look back to the 90s like united playing against like barnsley and and andre kinchelskis and andy cole were like men against well, men against old men, basically. <laughs> That's how it was. I mean, the, yeah, the level, the, the difference between the elite footballers back then and, and your average Premier League player back then was was night and day. And now you're totally right. Every club's got, if not internationals, they've got, you know, young, hungry, um, powerful athletes in, throughout the team. I always get mocked for saying we haven't got enough athletes, but I'm <laughs> sure. grad- gradually being proved right. Neil, Neil Ruddock carved out a Premier League career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like you know, imagine imagine like uh, Giggsy or whatever these days trying to run trying to run past Kyle Walker the way he used to back then. You know, he probably he probably wouldn't be as as quick or strong as someone like like him. And do you reckon that's just it, do you reckon, Yeah, it is just normal. But um, I never thought in my life that I would be so excited to see Manchester United play Sharif Tiraspol. But you know, here we are. Um, Actually, a game of football happening on Thursday, our last game until the 2nd of October. I mean, you would have imagined that uh, Ten Hag would have made some changes, but now you've got to imagine that's just straight up full 11 going out against Sharif. No? It's got to be full 11. I think so. Why Why wouldn't you? You've had, you've got no game last week. You've got no game for two yeah, years. I suppose, yeah, I suppose. Fair enough. I just think in terms of like we got rattled after dropping three points to a decent well, It's a team. must win, isn't it? It's a must win yeah, game, right? Well, it is now. Yeah, it is, but surely we... That, yeah. I mean, no, actually, think about it as well. Talk about fixture pileup. I think if you finish second in the Europa League, yeah. you've got to do like a playoff game, don't you? You play a playoff against a third place Champions League side. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. So I mean, you've got yeah. to win the group. We, we have to win five out of five now. We have to, we have, we have to go and win in Sociedad. I can't see Sociedad yeah. dropping points against these lot. Nah, I can't no, no way. I think that's so, a, that was a shocking result to lose that game. Mm-hmm. Nil-nil yeah. draw would have been all right. It would have been fine. That, I mean, said, that said, I mean... The VAR decision is fucking ludicrous. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, we haven't even we haven't talked about that, have we? Since or have, or have <laughs> twenty we? minutes? Have we talked it's about twenty minutes? No, we haven't. Fuck no, yeah. what, what a joke that was. I mean, like I mean, he was not... doing. I mean, you can't try and get your arms out, out of the way any more than he tried to do. No, but you, no, but you literally. It's, it's, it's like it's written in the rules. If if it hits another part of your body before it hits your arm, it's in the same way that um, goals can't. I don't think goals can get ruled out for handball now. If you know, if, you know, if it like hits your arm and then hits, if it hits another part of your body before hitting the arm, it's not directly hand. It's, it's some sort of weird fucking rule, but it certainly applies to that. Mm-hmm. If it hits another part of your body before it hits your arm. Like, it's not hand. Like, do you remember that Middlesbrough goal in the FA Cup? And it... yeah, when he was like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically just hands up in the air. Go on, boys. Who was it? Was it? Um, was it? Was it? Who was that? Who was that? Uh, Newcastle centre back that did that. Oh, Stephen Taylor. Stephen Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> went down. <laughs> Got twatted in the arms and then held his face like. Been snipered. Yeah, uh, very, very. But uh, I, mean, mate, I suppose was... if you're going to make a uh, contentious slash corrupt VAR decision, the day the Queen dies is a pretty good day of doing it. You know? Yeah. Bear... <laughs> in terms of burying news, oh yeah, probably it's like, not. It's like really the best use of the word burying. <laughs> probably not the best use of the word burying there. Yeah, let's pretend that one. But look, Sharif. I mean, you've got to see, as I say, I, I'd be very surprised to not see a starting 11 out there. So Ericsson again, then, basically. <laughs> yeah, Ericsson. Eric, of course it is. Ericsson, Moldova. That's where he's always wanted to play. Do you want to talk a bit about how sort of dodgy and old Casemiro looked? 
I'm I'm trying to reserve judgment, but that game was a little bit mm, that that was a bit worrying. I think it, it, it looked rusty. I still think it was just going to be a time thing, and it, it will just click. I don't think we've signed a dud in any way, shape, or form. But I was a little bit surprised at how rusty he was. Was he just symptomatic of the players around him, do you think? Or we keep blaming. I know I, I think quite often with the temptation to do that, someone comes in, he's a, it's like Ronaldo, you know, he's a winner, it's all the players around him dragging him down. Sometimes it's just the case that they're just a bit shit at the moment. Like, I mean, he does look he's, he's very wasteful, I thought. I mean, yeah, I, I gave, the away, gave the ball away with some like really it was like how really have you that one up? Yeah. How have you done? But I think keep the faith a little bit there. You know, he's it's a different league. And he and he is a different league of player. Like we haven't Ball's just the signed... same shape though, isn't it, Neil? Let's be honest. That is. It is Pitch the world over. Size. Mm. Like he looked like he couldn't run. He got he somebody look... absolutely burned him in a in a race. I can't remember who it was. That actually they, they had that one lad who was fucking rapid. Was it David Silver? No. <laughs> <laughs> he looked good. Not him. Well he's always gonna good. he's gonna always gonna look good if the game's in his head. It's players like Teddy Sheringham get players like that don't need pace. Nah. David Silver's class, and he fucking hell. He just takes the piss at Old Trafford. Mm. Well, this is a great podcast. Talking about all the cancelled games. Now we're talking about how good David Silver is. City legends. Yeah, Dead Monarchs, City Legends. Covering all no value in the transfer market. <laughs> eh? so at least I know the name of the podcast, Dead Monarchs and City Legends. There you go. <laughs> the Man United podcast. Sounds like, sounds like some band we're all going to start in our 40s in you know, someone's, someone's garage. Uh, but look, Sharif, well, I'm guessing you're, predict- you're all predicting a win because I fucking certainly am. Yeah, well, we'll... No idea. I can't remember who plays for us. Well, you should probably remember that, mate. I know you're getting old and stuff, but that's that, I'll go to the doctor. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, yeah. that's a real concern. We did three talk nil, last, last pod when you were on, Alex. I don't know if you heard it, or if you only listen to one you're on, like I do, basically <laughs> about a, a little segment which older than Alex Lang. Yes, I did hear body. that. I did hear yeah. that. I think it's a very so go good on, idea. Then. <laughs> who, else, who else is older than Alex? Well, I'll tell you what, Neil. I'll challenge you to find something that's uh, older than me but younger than you. That'll be I'm not going to win this. I'm not going to win this. <laughs> um, Peter Reid. He's definitely older than me. I think I'm just older than him. He must be in his late 70s now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did hear that. I appreciated it. I was chuckling away. Good. That's what we're here for. Just making you laugh. You know, have you, you, how's your board going? First few weeks. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be uh, he'll be three weeks old on Wednesday. So yeah, time flies. It's it's absolutely crazy that we're coming up to uh, to a month. But yeah, he's he's absolutely brilliant. I sat in there watching uh, American football the other day because obviously there was no football on, and he's starting to look at the screen and quite enjoys the colours of uh, of the screen when when there's sports on. So. Yeah, we'll get him with a golf club in his hand and a football at his feet as soon as he can stand up, I think. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the early retirement. You're going to be caddying for your boy when he's like under, under how good? How good would that be, though? Yeah, but then you've got to make sure you don't push him too hard that they that they resent you and cut you out of the winnings. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an important balance to strike. That's tough management there. That's what you got to do. You don't want them out there like in the rain trying to hit two irons off of a, off of wet lie when they could be playing PlayStation <laughs> with their mates, you know? It's very, very true. But look, right, Sharif's in Moldova. I thought this would be a nice little uh, segment we can bring into the pod this week um, because there's basically nothing else to talk about. But uh, we'll speak about some Euro ways. Me and uh, me, Alex and uh, Bao have been to quite a few together now. I can't remember all the ones we've been together. But uh, if anybody's got any good stories... Alex, didn't you nearly forget your flight once that you forgot you were flying out that day? No, that was me. No, oh, that you. was God then, Sam. You better tell that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start to the story. I went to bed completely normally. And then just 
my, I'm not sure about you. Most of the time I go to bed, I put my phone on silent because I can't be asked with notifications during the night. And just for some reason, I accidentally left it on loud. And it gets to like, I don't know what time it was. It must be about half four in the morning, five uh, Earlier, earlier, 3 a.m., half three. Lang's just constantly ringing me. And I'm waking up going, oh, why the fuck is this dick ringing me, man? Like, go away. You presume uh, it was on some sesh or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't have been good news. Pick up the phone. He's like, all right, mate, where are you? He's like, I'm in bed. Where do you think I am? He's like, what do you mean you're in bed? He goes, I'm on the way to the train station. I goes, what? what are you doing that for, mate? The game's tomorrow. And he goes, are you taking a piss? He goes, the game's to the, our flights in like, what was it? Must must be like two and a bit hours. And I was in Crystal Palace at the time. And we were, we were getting the train from, I think it was Liverpool Street. Yeah. I think it was. And I absolutely shat myself. It's basically like me at the home. You know, start home alone when they're all packing. <laughs> that was me. Just suitcase. Somehow managed to throw my passport in there. Got into the cab. I said, I don't care if you get a speeding ticket. Well, I, did, oh, I didn't say that. I was like, Look, I'll give you a tip if you get me there on time. He absolutely honed it. Made the train by like three minutes. I think the stand, was it Stansted Express? Made it by like three minutes. And I had a can to celebrate on board. And what game was that for? Was that for Seville? No, Seville. For Seville. Oh, fuck. That was yeah. Seville. The go to all trips. really missed out on that. And then what did you do oh. when you got there? You oh, took advantage of some <laughs> poor United fan who had whitey'd and cut his not right. Okay, we'll, we'll leave. We'll leave this. This is a, this is a great story, and I personally think I did Ash a favour more than more than being someone who's horrible, right? So we, our mate Ash, I went to Seville without a ticket because, and that was at a time when um, they introduced wristbands for games, so you had to have a wristband at the same time you pick your ticket up, supposed to try and stop touting. Uh, our mate Ash uh, got a little bit too excited. Uh, <laughs> met some lads from Gibraltar who had uh, <laughs> who had some weed. And he goes, "Yeah, go on in. Yeah, yeah, fancy a bit of that." Shouldn't have had any. Absolutely ridiculous decision. Turned into Casper. He was literally <laughs> all over the shop, white as a sheet. Was he friendly? He couldn't go. To, he couldn't go to the game. So me, being the friendly man that I am, I said, "You know what, Ash? In this particular situation, I want to offer you the opportunity to save your money on your ticket. Uh, can I cut your wristband off and take your ticket?" And he and he didn't uh, say was he awake for any of that? He didn't say it worked. Prompting he didn't... you to be walking around Seville, pissed as a fart, trying to find some scissors, like <laughs> the most ridiculous. I found scene some ever. scissors. I found some scissors. And what did I do? I cut his wristband off gently, politely, caressing him at the same time. And I I took it off. I slapped it on my wrist. I gave him his money, and I went to the game, and it was nil nil. Which led to some of the funniest memes in the group of all time. I'm viewers. literally known as Edward, Edward Scissorhands, Scissorhands now, and it, and it won't leave. <laughs> the name will not leave. Edward Scissorhands won't leave. And I think it's a little bit unjustified. I think I did Ash a favour more than anything there. It's the actually it's the image of the Home Alone thing I can't shake since you said that. I'd rather <laughs> you rather than you were the one that was packing, it was you that was left alone and you managed to fight off a couple of masked raiders using toys. That would have been far better. <laughs> but that was, uh, you know, that was that was such a crazy thing because I don't know why I rang you in the morning because I, I probably wouldn't have unless, unless you were, were running late or something. I would have checked in with you. But for some reason, I was so excited about this Seville trip that I rang you. And not only did I do that, I brought two pairs of Ray-Bans with me. So that when you forgot yours in your rush, you <laughs> automatically had a lovely, lovely pair to wear in the Seville I mean, sun. You, you basically were God for approximately six hours. And then no, send your send your buying all those uh, gin and tonics by the river <laughs> yeah. the next oh, day. Dreaming. We didn't want Dreaming. to fly home. Oh, it always gets like that, doesn't it? Oh, let's stay another night. <laughs> Ring the missus. No, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that's going to happen in Moldova? Hey, uh, remember, Alex, uh, in Amsterdam, when it was your birthday, yeah. and you practically got told, either you get your ass home or your clothes will be <laughs> outside your house, outside the plane yeah. in a black bag. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I bought, I bought. 
And obviously he stayed and all his clothes ended up outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, I showed up perfectly on time. Is, 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 uh, did, they, did they just carry on everyone? As you go into the tea time, everyone's there. Oh, I don't want to go home, but I've got to. You have to book like a midday flight. Yeah. An early flight gets missed and a late flight, you end up. Yeah, FOMO. End up yeah. Not actually, no, what's, the opposite, what's the opposite of FOMO? Mofo. Just fear. Just fear. Fear of fear. Fear of fearing. Fofo. I'll take that. I've sure. got fear of FOMO. <laughs> so, um, Lomo, it's Lomo, love of missing oh, out. Oh, oh, oh. So, I, I, I've got a good one from um, who, who did we play in? Yes, um, uh, we played in Amsterdam, just at, uh, was it Altmar recently? Uh, yeah, I was at Altmar, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. So, it was. We, we obviously everybody stayed in Amsterdam, um, and I won't, won't mention no names, but um, obviously, when you're in Amsterdam, you, you do the things that. You try Amsterdam's delicacies. So, yeah, you go on the canal boats, you go on bikes. Frank, Hames, so, and Frank Museum. So, Fish yeah. croquettes. So <laughs> a few of the guys try to go on the old wacky-wacky. And um, one one of them, he, um, he starts getting a bit paranoid. So we're in a bar, and he seems to think everybody in this bar is like undercover police or CID. <laughs> like, she's taking pictures of me. I'm like, no, she's not, mate. She's just on her phone. Anyway, night progresses. We're, we're, we're in a bar slash club. One of the guys thinks he's pulled, and this guy he's now, um, and there's like a Moroccan-looking bouncer, and he's like, he's wearing he's wearing wires, he's wearing wires, he's got a bomb, and and he goes to this guy and he starts unzipping his jacket, and he's like, "What well, you think I'm a terrorist? You think I'm a terrorist?" <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, like I'm Asian myself, like we're, we're Asian. Look, he's just really paranoid, so. I'm going to get him to bed. So I had to take him back to the hotel and uh, our other mate, he, he didn't want to leave because he thinks he's he's about to pull. So I thought, okay, let me take him back and I'll come back for you. And I, we had one of those hotels whereby um, you uh, you uh, leave the key at reception as you come in. They give you the key and they check you into the room. So we got outside a hotel. That was next, a great hotel, that, to be fair. Yeah, ne- next door uh, to the hotel, there's like a chicken cottage or a dixie chicken whatever and he goes i'm gonna get some food well can i trust you to get some food and go to the room i'm gonna go and get the other guy he goes yep that's fine so we come back about 45 minutes an hour later we get our food come to the reception i said oh mate can you um let us in because my mate's already up he goes here's your room key mate we get upstairs and he's nowhere to be seen (laughs) (laughs) this we're now talking about 4 a.m amsterdam Next thing I know, I'll get a call from his missus. Like, oh, God. Where are you? I was like, uh, I'm at the hotel. Where's he? I don't know. <laughs> she goes, he just phoned me and he's been chased by police. He's <laughs> 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 been chased by police. So I don't think there were police. I think he carried on his um, paranoia, 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 a taxi or paranoia yeah. episode in the in the chippy where he's, he's tried it on with... Um, it's, trying to claim their undercover X, Y, and Z as well. And he's got scared and he's run off and he's come back soaking head to toe. He's lost his wallet. <laughs> I'm like, just, just get to bed, we'll deal with this in the morning. Would he fall in a canal he, or something? Why is he wet? No, oh, mate, must have been a puddle. He's like, oh, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> just jumped in the canal. <laughs> I, I don't know. So, There's only one way I can get away from these. You pulled, I know that you police pulled... can't swim. You pulled the race car that night to help uh, one of our mates out, but you also yeah. pulled it to get us in a bar in Bruges, oh, yes. didn't you? Yes. <laughs> you wouldn't let us in. They said, oh, no football fans. No so, English, he said. No, no, no English. English. 
no English. So uh, Alex tried to get us in. He's like, yep, yeah, no English. So I said, look, mate, we're here for a good time. We, we've enjoyed the city. We've got pissed. We got drenched on the way back from the game. Yeah. Oh, no, on the way to the game, we got absolutely drenched. We managed to get changed. He won't let us in. So I just said, look, here's my driving license. Take a picture of it. You fuck up. We fuck about. You know where I live. So he duly let us in. We had a great night. As I walked out, I was like, now delete my picture. <laughs> that was the night we was having races, remember, Alex? <laughs> yeah. Well, in the daytime, we were having yeah. races, yeah. Well, let's, let's, I reckon there's going to be some good stories come back from Moldova. I've booked Cyprus. I think I'm the only one going to Cyprus. Not going to lie. Pretty damn looking forward to that. Uh, mate, I, I just, I have to block you. I have to block you on all socials, WhatsApp, everything for that. Neil, Neil, are you busy? Do you want to come out? Yeah, well, my nan was from Dover, so I, quite, I know the area quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I quite enjoyed that. I reckon we should do that every week. Try, try, try and think of good. It doesn't have to be European away. It's going to just any away story from any time. Don't have to mention names. If anybody's got any who's listening, uh, find them to me on Twitter, on Instagram. If I, I want to get try and get the funniest story every week, and we, maybe it'll be one of ours or one that's been sent in. I think that'll be a really cool, cool little segment. <laughs> well, but, uh, no, we've already covered um, our mate Blennis in Brighton. <laughs> back in the that, what when he got when he got locked into a woman's toilet because he walked into the wrong one? What, what was it when he fell asleep in? Uh, well, well Turin? Where, doesn't he, where doesn't he fall asleep? Well, when he fell asleep in Turin, somebody poured beer on his head. <laughs> oh yeah, who was that? He got that fuming. Him? Yeah, but he, he should have been fuming because, like, obviously nobody wants to get beer poured on their head. But he just wouldn't <laughs> stop, would he? Just that was when we were outside. On. Like he was starting to almost causing a riot. Yeah, and then the police showed up, and they were like, yeah. "Right, we're going to arrest someone." And then they just arrested the only black guy in the group. <laughs> Same individual. Remember when we were in um, Leon going to Saint Etienne, and we all got in a cab because it was a fucking long cab journey. Yeah, Leon to Saint Etienne. Oh my god! And he just he argued so much with the guy, the cabbie, that he booted us all out, <laughs> and we had to somehow find another. Almost cab. missed the game. No transport available from Leon to Saint Etienne. We, we booked we, it. We cut it. Really screwed us all. Uber wouldn't work. We finally found one. <laughs> We're in it for about five minutes. He's halfway out of the city and Dennis is arguing with him about the price, saying that it should be 50 euros and the guy wants 100. And we're like, Dennis, we'll fucking pay whatever. And then he's like, no. I don't know why he's, I don't know why he's half Scottish, half, no, half French then. But... <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, we're definitely going to keep this segment. I quite enjoyed that. But look, Patterson leads, nil point, nil point. Two P's next to those games. Um, Sod knows where they're going to get played. Sharif, I'm hoping that... Is it Sharif? Is it Sh- Sharif? I don't actually know how to pronounce it. Well, it's written Sheriff. It's spelled going to go for Sheriff then. So there's, there's going to be an absolutely ridiculous headline a day after. If someone scores a goal, it'll be who shot the Sheriff, right? You know that's straight away. You can write the headline already. But look, can. I mean, I just did. Um, hopefully, you get three. Well, it's not hopefully. That's got to be a, a breeze of a win and nothing less. Because, yeah, you're right. It's finished second in Europa League. Sod that. I don't want to play that knockout game. Uh, but look, we'll come back next week. I don't really know why, because it's not going to be any... <laughs> Actually, no. They... <laughs> 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 Sheriff. No, we can talk about Sheriff and what happened there. Uh, but look, no football now in the Premier League until the 2nd of October. That's 21 days away. If anybody's got anything you'd like, like us to talk about, fire in your suggestions. My DMs are always open on Insta- Instagram and Twitter. I always forget to say this at the start of the podcast. I really should remember. Please follow the podcast. Give it a five-star review on Spotify or Apple. It really does help. But until next time, until we've actually got some Premier League games to speak about, take it easy. Hold up. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, I'm Shelby Scott, the host of Scare You to Sleep, a podcast where I tell you scary stories full of creepy sound effects and music that is soothing yet unsettling to help immerse you into a world of horror. This is a show for those of us who have realized horror can be a strange but relaxing escape from reality. Speaking of escapes, sometimes I lead you through guided nightmares. Like a guided meditation, but instead of flowery meadows, I take you on a journey through your own personal nightmare. So come get lost in the terror with me. Now a proud part of the Bloody Disgusting Network, you can find Scary to Sleep wherever you get your podcasts. Sweet screams. Sports Social Podcast Network.